It's the One Against the Grain podcast. I'm your host, Brownie Blends, along with my co-host, Alicia J. What up? What up? Hey, hey. It's good to be back. It's been a little while since we recorded last time. We've both been super busy. Insane. I know. I know. It's been crazy. It's been a long week, too, man. You see, I, you see the temperatures outside? It's probably about it's like 200 degrees outside. Of course, I got a hooded sweatshirt on. Yeah, I was going to say, I think I, you got that AC on, though. I think you're yeah. all right. <laughs> <laughs> AC, AC is blowing that it's kind of it is kind of nippy and I'm, and I'm representing for my people today. It's uh, okay. old school Sobe. You remember Sobe? Um I I TV don't was network that... number one. Hey, um, I don't. Does do I get my card taken for that? No, 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 you don't get your card taken for that because okay. that was so not if so you grew up in Oregon. So I did that was kind of a uh that was a, a Oakland thing for uh in the in the eighties and early nineties, you know what I mean? Okay. Sobe was like a was like our local uh before it was like our own M- MTV in a sense. And it started okay, to I'm grow definitely doing here. research. I'm gonna do <laughs> it's some where research. We went. <laughs> yes, it, it's a lot it's a lot of history. I gotta I gotta I gotta put you on one of the main hosts. What a what the founder was Chuck Johnson. His name was Chuck Johnson out of Oakland. Then you had uh, Al Baller was one of the hosts and they had their own segments. They had the rap show. They had the uh, uh, they had their own commercials. It was it was a trip. It was like uh, really our own network back then. Uh, and it's, okay. it's where it's where it's where rappers would go and, and singers and entertainers would go to take their music videos and all that stuff and where we could actually watch them and all that good stuff. So it's a lot. It's a lot. A lot more to that. But it's a lot of history with so with Sobe. I'll give you more game on it. <laughs> well, I missed out. I missed out. Let me tell you. I'm not even going to lie. I was on some Mr. Rogers at that age. So, (laughs) (laughs) listen, I was in Oregon, Oregon, like Oregon is beautiful and there are black people just so everybody knows, because that's the main question people ask me. I'm like, well, I'm black and I'm from Oregon, but I was on some Mr. Rogers at that time. So So what did y'all watch music? What did y'all watch your music videos on um, when growing up? Like, did you have like the jukebox? Was jukebox nationwide or was that like local? You guys, so did I you was, guys have ju- jukebox? I'm sure we did, but I was super sheltered. Like, my mom wouldn't let me even listen to certain types of music or watch things. Like, I had to uh, smuggle in singles of the music that I liked. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, um, wow. li- yeah. So, and, you know, she just did what she thought she was doing as a parent. But um, my, uh, but eventually... I was exposed to everything that I love now. So, and, um, but literally at that time, I think I probably was exposed to music videos first, like at a friend's house on MTV. Um, but that was, that was probably my first music video experience. (laughs) I think, I think most people, most people had, uh, MTV, but see, it was hard for the local artists, um, and up and coming artists to get, usually you, you hit MTV when you made it. So, Sobe kind of gave a, a platform to, you know, the, the uh, local new and up and coming and kind of kept us aware. It was a real good thing. Um, it's been gone. It's been gone for almost probably 20, 
15 to 20 years now or, or more. But I just remember elementary school, junior high school. It was, it was that was the thing. We go straight home from school and turn so we don't. But that's that. How was your week? Well, I'm gonna have to find week? it. I'm gonna find it. <laughs> go look it up. How was your week? I know you had. I know you have been trying to get a hold of you. Been busy. Been dealing with these appointments. You had to try and read. What's been going on? Well, I started um, the egg freezing process this week, and it has been crazy. <laughs> I'm not even gonna lie. Um, and wait, 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 the egg freezing process yes. what's the what is, is there a scientific name is there a medical term for that or is it just that's what it's called the egg freezing process? i mean i think they call it an egg retrieval is what the technical term is uh, um mm-hmm. but basically what it is is you know women have eggs inside of their bodies that mm-hmm. when they have their cycle they sh- and so they get their period i know that okay. word is probably a little tmi but it is what it is. So, huh. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but obviously an egg is, you know, egg, sperm, make a baby. So yeah. for me, um, I'm 40 years old and I'm single and uh-huh. I definitely want to have kids in the future. I don't know exactly how, like it may be through adoption. It may be through fostering. Um, or I could just have a biological child, like naturally, um, or I guess, with science. <laughs> um, so uh, I just want to freeze the, freeze my eggs so that I have the option of doing that. Um, your eggs, as you get older, they get older, right? Just like everything else in your body. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I guess the quality of the eggs goes down with every year that mm-hmm. you get older. And so the chances of you getting pregnant naturally, like they decrease with every year Mm -hmm. that you have. And so what egg retrieval does and what egg freezing does is take the egg at that state that it's in at the time and you freeze it so that you have like a better chance of conceiving in the future or having Mm -hmm. a child. Um, And for me, it's kind of like, for lack of a better word, a backup plan, (laughs) because Uh I don't know what the future holds for me. I may meet someone tomorrow and in six months or whatever, a year, um, be married and just, it happens naturally and I won't need them. But then Mm -hmm. I may meet someone in three years and, um, my eggs that are in my body don't want to actually like pair up and have a baby. So, um, I'll have these eggs or I could have a baby myself and, um, these eggs will be obviously really important then too. So I don't know. I just go ahead. So is it, so is it, so which part, of course, having a baby is important. That's the reason why you're doing it. But is it, is the, Mm -hmm. the, do you, is it important to you to have the relationship part attached to it or, because there's, there's a ton of ways to just go ahead and have a baby. Like you said, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Is it, is it, but, or are you, are you still looking to do everything kind of the traditional way first? You still haven't, you know? Yeah. So that's, Hold on, let me let this car pass. So that is ideal for me. Like I would want to have okay. it in the traditional relationship, marriage, mm-hmm. kids, all all of that. That's that's what I mm-hmm. planned, right? <laughs> but mm-hmm. I don't know what lies ahead. I've actually had conversations with someone about actually just having kids together, even though we're not together, um, because we both want kids and we're both mm-hmm. getting older. And I think that's something mm-hmm. that I would definitely do. Um, a little on down the line. Um, 
I, I just want to see if it happens the way that I think that it should happen or the way that I want it to happen first. But I'm definitely open. Um, I had the other day I had a live about um, the other day I had a live because I am sharing this on my social media platforms because I think it's so important to talk about. We don't talk enough about mm -hmm. fertility health or even the egg process. Like people don't know what women go through in this process. It is it's crazy. And we'll get into that a little bit. But someone asked me if I would use a sperm donor, and I think I absolutely would. Um, but I just want to see where kind of life takes me within the next couple of years before I make that decision. So that's another reason why uh, I'm freezing that, them. That that brought that would have that that kind of brought me to the, my next my next question. You mentioned down the you mentioned down the line at at forty. Like how much down the line are we talking? Like are you like how how far do you think you will push it until you were like all right? I'm weak, let's, it's just time for me to go ahead and just uh, just go ahead and get it done because by the time I'm if I if I wait till I'm 50 by the time my kid turns 20 I'll be 70 like like how do like what, like how far down the line do you think <laughs> or, or is that something you even think about or you like you know what I mean oh it's definitely something I think about I personally and there are many women who have done this who have had kids at 50 and mm. again I don't know what God has planned for me but Ideally, I would like to have a child within the next three years. So, um, and and I'm looking at all options. Um, I'm looking at all options. So adoption is definitely something that I'm looking at. Um, being mm -hmm. a foster mom is something that I'm looking at. And then also just having a baby on my own is something that I'm looking at. But mm -hmm. ideally, I would love to have a child by 43. Gosh, when did you That's, when did you first uh, when did you first start <clears throat> thinking that you wanted to have uh, like I want to I want to be a mom? When did that has that been a uh, thing of yours for since what forever? Or is it kind of you know, once you hit your thirties you decided that was there ever what I'm saying? What I guess what I'm getting at was there ever a time where you were like you know kids is really not for me? You know sometimes in the beginning people don't really think they want kids and they get a little bit also you know that time flies by then they change their mind at like 35, 36, and they're like. Oh, well, I want kids. So is that, is that, or, or did you kind of just want kids the whole time? I've never had an overwhelming want for kids. Like I've mm -hmm. never just been like, Oh, I got to have, you know, three, four, whatever. I've never, it's never been that way for me. But I think as I'm growing older, mm -hmm. I see like how beautiful and special it is. Um, and I just, I really want to experience that. And I want to be a mom and I want to, um, help my child to grow, to be everything they want and need to be. So, um, I think I probably would say I really started thinking about it heavy, um, in my early thirties mm -hmm. and, Got you. you know, I just kind of, it just never has happened so far. So, you know, I just got to this age and I said, it's time to do it because actually they say that you probably should do it a little earlier than I've done it. Um, mm -hmm. But as I go through the process, like I got eggs in there, so there's still a chance. <laughs> um, but but the process is insane. walk us through. Walk us through. That's what I was going to ask you. What is that process like? Well, I'm going to tell you right I'm, now. I'm, I am tired. But go ahead. <laughs> obviously, I mean, I was going to say obviously it's pretty uh, uh, time consuming. It's pretty. It's got to be physically and mentally draining. Um, I know it's got to be a million things uh, going through your mind at that point. How do the doctors treat you? How do they look? And, and I know it's not a new thing. 
I know there's a lot. I know it's big in the celebrity world. I know a lot of a lot of times, um, so, uh, and celebrities they kind of tend to want to focus on their career, so they so they'll do it. They'll freeze their eggs in order, and then go ahead and continue their careers, building their careers, and then double back later. But just in case they got the eggs for, so I know this is not this is nothing new, right? It's been going on for uh the, this this science has been there for years, correct? Yes, it is definitely. I would say it's gotten really, I don't want to say popularized, but people have been doing it more within the last probably like eight years, eight to 10 years. Uh Um, But it's really a long process. It's not just like, oh, you just go and get your eggs out. Um, (laughs) I wish it was that easy. Um, I think a lot more people would do it if it was that easy as well. And if it was less money, because one egg cycle can cost anywhere from like 10 to 20 grand. And a lot of it, yeah. Is that expensive? And it really is. It's really that expensive. Um, and also like as um as you get older and have to take more of the fertility drugs and like different types of drugs to elicit the eggs mm-hmm. or to start the eggs um to form basically, um, to trigger mm-hmm. the ovulation process. Um, it costs more because those fertility drugs are so expensive, so they cost more. Um, I was very blessed for this mm-hmm. first round to have a little bit of insurance through a company that I work with. Um, there was a $5,000 credit, but in total it's around 13 grand. So wow. when, yeah, so it, it's hard also um, just in any instance, whether you have a partner or not, like it's an investment that you have to make. So, and it's one, and that's one of the reasons why I had to wait a little bit too, is just to make sure that I was financially sound enough to, be able to do this in and around all the other goals that I have with my finances. So, um, yes, is, and that's just one round and often you have to do more than one. So Mm. I'm probably looking at more than one myself. Um, and so every, and each, each, each round is, um, like one possible, uh, kid per round. Is that how it works? So they're trying to, they're trying to harvest anywhere from, um, 10 to 20 eggs, like around that. Mm-hmm. I mean, it could vary based on your body. Like for example, in my last appointment that I had, cause you have to do appointments like every four days during the process. Uh-huh. Um, I uh-huh. had about nine that were maturing on one ovary and five that were maturing on the other. So okay. it just depends based on your body. Um, but with every 10, around every 10 eggs, you may get one really good one, one or two, like two, if you're lucky. So Uh, that's why people do multiple rounds because, you know, when you have those good eggs, there's still a 50% mm -hmm. chance that they will work. So it's really, it seems like, why would you do that? Because the odds aren't really in your favor, kind of like Mm -hmm. the percentages aren't really in your favor. However, um, having the chance is worth it for me. And I can't speak for anyone else in their fertility journey, but just having the chance is worth having the storage. And then the storage fees also are 750. Well, for me personally, they're 750 a year. So you have to look at those. So this is, so so this is big business as well. It's a lot of money. Talk. So, it is, they, it is big business, but it also mm-hmm. has brought a lot of people, children that wouldn't normally have them. Um, there are people that have low fertility that um, for the IVF process, you hear that a lot. Um, 
which is basically um, making the embryos. And again, I'm not a doctor, y'all. So so look this up for yourself mm-hmm. and talk to an actual doctor. But it's actually making the embryos. So taking an egg and sperm, like making the embryos and then implanting them in the body. Um, or I guess in your uterus. Um, and yeah. so, you know, it's really helped. This whole process has helped so many people have children that wouldn't normally or medically be uh, able to have children. And I don't, I know this may sound like a dumb question, but I know people, you know, really, who don't understand the process really kind of want to know. So it's as simple as extracting the eggs and what do we like? Just put them in a, a capsule and put them in the freezer. <laughs> like what is going? Like what? Like are you freezing them? What are they? What are we doing here? Well, let's start with because that part is after a whole bunch of other stuff. So let's okay. start with actually. So like last month, I had to take ovulation tests during the month to find out when, like I ovulated when I was at high ovulation or like a high chance of getting pregnant. They need to know all of these things. So that when they plan your cycle and your drugs and like all of that, they need to know that. So all last month I had to take like a test. I think I took a test like 14 days in a row or something like that just to map it out. Right. So there's that. Mm -hmm. Then on the first day of your period, excuse me, on the first day of your period, you go in the first day of your cycle, you go in, they Mm -hmm. do a vaginal ultrasound. Um, And just make sure that like everything is good, you know, for you to start the process. And then you start taking the shots. Mm. Now I have to um, put together fertility shots every single day and shoot myself. Um, And I've been doing two or four shots a day, depending on the medication that they want me to take for that day. Um, And you have to take them within a two hour period of time. So like, let's say you started the first day at eight, then for the rest of the time, you have to take them from seven to 9 PM within that area. And then every four days you go in for an appointment where they do another vaginal ultrasound and they look at everything, see how the eggs are maturing, like how they're coming in. And then they'll give you a new um, calendar of medications for the next four days. So, Hmm. right. So is there, is there any side of, is there any side effects to the medication or, or no? Absolutely. So mm. I'm a person that doesn't need a lot of sleep. Like I usually, I'm usually so busy and working that like, gosh, I don't know, I'll get like five hours a night, whatever. Mm-hmm. I cannot, like I've been sleeping more in the last however many days I've been doing this than I have in a long time. So I'll just be working and all of a sudden my body will be like, you got to lay down. Like it forced me to lay down. So there's that. There is some bloating. Like I've gained six pounds since we started, mm-hmm. um, which is fine. Um, so there's that. Um, there, there's a lot of other ones too, like cramping. I have really pretty bad cramps in my lower back right now and hits. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's that. Um, and there's some there's some other ones too, but those are the three that have really affected me right now. Um, but you can get nausea. Um, you can kind of feel lightheaded. There, there are certain ways. I mean, people's bodies react different to drugs all the time. Right. So, um, there was one night where I just, after I took my medication, like I just was done for the night cause I just did not feel good. Um, but I feel, I feel okay today. So it, it just varies. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, 
And so that, and then at a certain point you take, um, when they feel like, when they feel like the eggs would normally kind of shed themselves, if that makes sense, which, which happens in a woman's body every month, they give you more Mm -hmm. medication that you have to take to stop that from happening so that when the harvest comes, they'll still be in there. (laughs) Um, and then there is a point in time within a 15 minute period of time that they calculate that you have to take this shot called the trigger shot, which gets your eggs ready to come out basically like gets them ready for the process of them taking them out. And then you go in, they knock you out. Like you're under anesthesia and, um, they do the process of taking them out of your body and then they freeze them. So it's a long process. It takes about three weeks, three weeks. And and you're at the end of that process now. No, I'm, I'm actually almost to the middle. Almost. I literally started. Well, not even to the middle, really, because I started last Sunday. Are there any alternatives? Um, is is this like the the top sure shot way? Is there any other alternatives that I'm not thinking about? Like, say say somebody can't doesn't can't afford fifteen thousand dollars or whatever it is to do something like that. What are what are their options? So I wish that I had the exact name, um, but there is a process at which they basically do the process of getting the eggs ready. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not a doctor y'all. So please do your own research, yeah. but, and then they, they inject the actual sperm into your body. So instead of taking the eggs out, they just, it's, it's basically like just for lack of a better term, doing it naturally. Uh-huh. Right. But there's a higher potential that they will be fertilized uh-huh. in the process, but you're taking the drugs, you're doing all of that. Um, and that's a cheaper process, which I would actually do before I did IVF if I chose to have a child on my own. Got you. And with, with so many uh, career driven um, women, a lot of people kind of putting having kids and families off. Um, look, looking back, do you look back and say, you know, I wish I had done it a lot earlier so I wouldn't be uh kind of going through what I'm going through now or like tell us about that journey kind of you know oh yeah I would have loved to have been married and had kids earlier but that just wasn't the plan for me so that's just some I can't make someone marry me I can't well I guess some people maybe people have I don't know but that's not the way I roll I want someone to marry me so but I can't make someone marry me um I could have had kids on my own before then but I truly just wanted to wait and see if it happened the way that I wanted it to. Um, so no, I don't, I don't regret it at all. Um, and I also know that if I don't have a child, it doesn't make me incomplete. Um, I'm a complete person without a child. Like, um, but I do aspire to have one. And so I'm going to move my feet and do everything that I can to make it happen. And if it doesn't happen, it wasn't supposed to, that's truly how I feel. Um, Now you said, now you said something interesting. You said you can't make somebody marry you. That's interesting because how do you know that there, there was somebody that wanted to marry you, but he just wasn't on, he just didn't fit your, do you have a checklist or you have one of those? Oh, this has nothing to do with that. (laughs) This has nothing to do with that. I just haven't met the right person. Like, of course I have things of course I have things that I look for in a potential partner, but that isn't the thing that has stopped me. I literally, I mean, listen, 
I avidly date. Like, I go out with people a lot. I've been close to, I think, mm-hmm. being in love, but it just hasn't happened for me yet. Got you. So it's that there's that there's that thing is it, what, what's it called the biological clock is that is that that thing's ticking is that what it is that what this is? Well, I mean it's t- it's ticking because I'm getting older. So these eggs are in there talking about you know we getting older too, girl. Like you know that I mean that's really what it is. So um, it's just it's that's a natural way of life. So I just have to look at it like that. And when I did, I was like, let me go ahead and freeze these eggs. Why is it? Why is it that? Uh, why is it that a fifteen-year-old girl can get pregnant, uh, walk around, uh, jump roping, going to school, partying, hanging out, doing everything, and 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 have a, a completely healthy uh, uh, childbirth, everything, and then you have you'll have a you have a a, a woman thirty-plus years old who. Following all the science, has the resources, doing everything right, bare rest, and it's such, but it's still such high risk. You know what I mean? It it almost leads me. It almost leads you to believe that childbirth is something that is 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 designed to be done at a you know at a younger age. When you look at it, how how it happens naturally. I don't know if I would say design, but obviously, you know your your eggs are incredibly fertile. The younger you are you know, and they get less fertile, the older you get. So that's a fact. Like, um, but I also am so aware and actually am praying for every day now that I've been going through this process, just women's bodies are different. They're built differently. There are things like fibroids that stop a woman, a woman from having children. Um, there are people who have to have hysterectomies at a really young age because of a medical condition that can't have children. And so, I think that fertility is just something that isn't talked enough about. And so a lot of women struggle with having a child, like no matter what age they are. And that's one of those instances, like a 30 plus year old woman who's trying everything and can't get pregnant. So I, it's, it's a lot has to do with medical. Um, it has, it obviously does have to do with age, but, um, you know, I just think there's so many more fertility issues out there than people even talk about. Yeah, especially if you don't have the resources. I mean, there's, there's got to be. A, I mean, how many people are walking around that don't have the resources, um, the finances, anything to to do what it is you're doing, and they just, right. you know, they just end up never, you know, never, never having kids. You know what I mean? Yep. There should be more talks about it, and then also insurance should cover this. If a woman has low fertility and she cannot get pregnant, that is a medical condition and it should be covered. Yeah. There are some amazing insurance. Um, I, I think a lot of more companies, especially in tech, are seeing that fertility is something that should be covered. And so they are. Um, I mean, like I said, I used a $5,000 insurance credit that was with yeah. a company that I work with. And that was like a godsend. Um, yeah. And I think that all insurance should have it. You know, if yeah. a woman wants to get pregnant and she can't because her body will not let her, that should yeah. be covered by insurance. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I de- de- definitely. You know, at some point, yeah, in some form, you should it should be covered by insurance. There's a lot of things I feel like also should be covered. You know, even some even even some cosmetic. You know, a lot of insurances won't co- cover cosmetic surgeries and things of that nature. But a lot of cosmetic things are tied to mental to mental health issues and things too. And they, they, they can, you know, a lot, a lot of times those things make some people feel better about themselves. So I think they should do a little bit, it shouldn't be so cut and dry, you know, with the insurance on what things cover. 
Um, I agree. Of course, having a of course having a kid um, is very is, is is super important. Means a lot. Um, so there definitely should be able. There should be some things people you can go talk to. Some services out there. A lot of things, especially for the underprivileged. And the people who don't have the resources, it should be a way for them to go ahead and uh, research you. Even surrogates, I heard um, um, uh, just to have a surrogate could cost you anywhere from twenty to thirty grand. Like who has, like who has that other than the wealthy? You know what I mean? Who has right twenty to thirty well, thousand to have somebody out for you? Surrogacy and adoption. Adoption is incredibly mm-hmm. um, expensive as well. Um, there's a lot that wait, goes into wait, adoption. Wait, adoption, too. Uh, wait, adoption isn't free. I thought you just. No, there, there, no. there are fees that go into adoption um, mm-hmm. as well. So, you know, all the way around, I just think that more things need to be covered. Um, but yeah. especially when it comes to fertility, it's something that should be covered hands down um, through insurance because it's incredibly, incredibly expensive. I'm not even talking about IVF. I have a friend who did like four rounds of IVF, mm-hmm. like... And I can't even, I mean, you're, you're just in debt before you even have your child because you're trying to conceive and that's not mm-hmm. okay. It's not okay. Uh, so. Yeah. I, I, if, if, if I were you, I would, I would be personally, if I were you, I would forget about the whole relationship part of it. And I would just start, I would start having kids ASAP, whatever I got to do. I'll I take them. I just start having, I, I just start doing it ASAP. I wouldn't worry about trying to meet anybody, any of it. I just go, I just, I'd start having kids. <laughs> I just do it. <laughs> no, I, I'm going to do it by 43. I mean, that's, that's the goal that I have is like, um, I don't know. I'm, I'm working on it. I'll just put it that way. <laughs> but was it, <laughs> this but is the was first it, step but, in the process. But, at, but, but at 37, at when you were 37, was it at 40? And then it just keeps, it, it just keeps extending. You know what I mean? No, no. 43 no. has always been my, been, my, I don't know, number. I don't know why it's 43. I can't even, I can't claim why it's 43. I can't tell you yeah, why. Like, yeah, like, yeah, like where'd just, that number come, where'd that number come from? Like, I, I don't even know. I just, but I also feel like in my life right now too, I'm at a place where I feel like I naturally want to transition into being a mother. And I yeah. never felt that before. I always felt like there were things that I needed to accomplish and do, um, and, and quite frankly, I just wasn't set up to have a child. I wanted to make sure I was financially right that I, you know, and I'm not saying that there's ever a right time to have a kid. Like I know that there's going to be challenges no matter what, but yeah. I just really truly feel that way now. And so I'm ready to, yeah. to start, which I'm doing. Yeah. And I, 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 I agree with you when you said uh, there's no, really no, Right. I, I hate when I hear that because, you know, I had kids very, very young and now I, I hate it more when I hear that because, of course, I was I was uh, uh, scared shitless when 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 I first had my first daughter and then my mm-hmm. second one came right after her. Um, and I was like, you know, what am I going to do? What are we going to do? This is crazy. I'm like 20 years old. Like, you know, but those things aren't as intense as you like. I'm looking back now and like. I'm 40 and I have 43, two actually, I'll be 43 this year. And I actually, you know, my daughters are older, so I'm going to get to hang out with them. I got it behind me, you know what I mean, at a young age. Yeah. So something that I was super, you know, afraid in the beginning end up turning out to be like to. So I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't think it's as expensive as people make it out to be. Um, I don't think it's as, uh, it, it, it's, 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 it's a lot of sacrifices, you know what I mean? Uh, mm-hmm. uh, 
there. And, you know, and if you're doing it alone and you don't have no help, obviously it's harder. Um, we was fortunate enough to have a lot of help. Um, if you're doing it by yourself, I can understand having to go to work. It's difficult. You need um, child care. But I, I really don't think it's like like I really don't think there's like a a, a perfect time. And, and I and I do believe that, you know, uh, uh, when you um, sometimes. And I'm not saying this is in your case, but sometimes people sacrifice uh, those things, you know, to finish just to be in the right place career wise and things of that nature. And um, and and it kind of one day kind of leads to the next and next thing, you, next thing you know, you know, because some will say, well, I just want to get my degree first. Then you get your degree and then you're like, OK, I just got to get this second degree first, because if I go to law school, then it's going to take up more time or and then I need to go here and, and then I need to do this. And then, and then one next thing, you know, 20. 20, 25 years have kind of, you know, kind of passed by. But then, of course, I'm not saying just go out and just randomly just, you know, like, hey, I'm just give, give me breath. So you can't do that either. So or so it's just right. that just just trying to like um, just trying to find that uh, find that balance. You know, I, 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 yeah. I and I notice there's a trend. I notice there's a trend with the with more career driven women. There's more there's a trim of, of women getting older and deciding to have kids a little bit older and putting it off for later. Yeah, but I don't think there's a wrong way to do it, right? Um, mm-hmm. First of all, I don't. I think that children are a blessing no matter how they come into this world. So, yeah. like, I don't think there's a wrong way to do it. But mm-hmm. for me personally, this feels right. It, it gotcha. feels right. Um, and I know that if I'm supposed to have a child, I will. No matter how it happens. And... Um, but I just felt like an overwhelming sense of like, you need to do this mm-hmm. and to have that option. And so that's what I'm doing. But uh, well, well, um, well, we, well, we definitely going to keep you in prayer and hopefully everything works out for you. Cause we think you'll be a wonderful mother. Uh, you, you, you sometimes you. post some, you, you post some videos with, uh, is that like a God child of yours that you spend a lot of time? My God, with? baby. Yeah. yeah, got you, got you, got yep. you. <laughs> yeah, so so I, so it looks I like it looks like you prepared. It looks like you prepared already. Well, listen, I'm an auntie to a bunch of bunch of amazing children. Um, so mentor, um, some teens. Like I, I know that even if I don't have my own child, like God has blessed me with children in my life. Um, yeah, and sure. one of them is for my sure. God baby. She's sure. she's phenomenal. She's she's off the hook, and I love her. <laughs> She's, sure. she's amazing. I, 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 I've, I've never, I, I've never had a, uh, uh, I don't have, I got two girls, never had a boy. So I always wanted a boy, but at this, at this stage, it's the opposite. I don't want to start over. You know what I mean? And so, uh, but, but I, I am open to, um, actually ado- I'm open to adopting as well at, you know, as, at some point, that's one of the things I kind of, uh, me and my wife have kind of kicked around, you know, so I wouldn't mind um adopting a, a young it's and for me it doesn't even have to be a baby it doesn't even have mm-hmm. it, it could be i mean i don't i don't want uh i wouldn't do you know 15 16 years old almost on his way out you know but yeah, kindergarten don't have to be a newborn you know what i mean no i and i totally agree and like unfortunately older kids are the most or i guess they would say the group of kids that are the least adopted and they yeah. and they need love like they deserve to have a home um yeah. and that's definitely something i've looked at as well 
So. It's like a like a pit bull at the pound. That's not that was a horrible analogy, right? Yeah, don't like don't poor, do that. But like the <laughs> but like the poor but like the poor dogs at the pound that you just that just need homes, but everybody fall in love with these little uh, French bulldogs and things of that nature. That you got great dogs that just can't find home. And I get it. I get it. Yeah. I get it. And I'm also big. I'm also big on like the idea of keeping brothers and sisters and, and siblings together. You know, you Me know too. sometimes people will come yeah. and they just want one. And be like, I want that, but he has a, a brother or sister over here. Like, I feel like if you adopt and they have siblings, you should take both. You should you should always keep the uh, siblings together, I think. Yeah, I actually have a close friend that just adopted two sisters. Um, really? that I believe they're three and five. Um, and it's been so beautiful because she went through the entire process as well, of like trying all of the things. Yeah. Um, and they just didn't work. And um, she has two beautiful daughters now. So yeah, and they always tend to turn out to be real special, you know, kids. They fought fight through so much adversity. I'd say they're so appreciative when they get older, and they always end up turning. You hear always hear the success stories about kids who were adopted that you know made it to the NBA or to the NFL, went on to do great, you know, great things in the world and graduated from college and all that stuff. I think sometimes they have that extra um little uh motivation behind them to 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 prove everybody wrong you know that feeling of of your parents kind of giving up on you in a sense and it's kind of it's some use it for like an extra motivation you know through life so yeah. well there are a lot of kids there. whose whose parents passed away unfortunately and true true a lot of true, kids true. who yeah, you know their parents absolutely may be incarcerated and working on themselves and you know like there yeah. there's so many different yeah. um virgins sure, but yeah. at the end of the day yeah. all of those kids just need love and they deserve it for sure for sure for yeah. sure well we're gonna pray uh for you through this whole process and please keep us um please keep us posted do you have anybody you're going through it with you have a friend or anybody that's kind of doing the same thing like who are you like kind of confiding in through this whole thing so i actually i have a lot of friends who have done this before me or they're about to do it so it's actually been kind of cool to hear their stories. And then also on social media, um, I, once yeah. I shared my story that I was doing it, so many people uh -huh. shared their fertility journey. And that just like that totally filled me up because it is hard doing this by yourself. Like, I'm not going to sit yeah. here and be like, there aren't days where it's hard. It's freaking yeah. hard <laughs> to do it yeah. by yourself, especially when you're like shooting yourself up with these shots and like, yeah. you know, like not feeling well, but you still have to go on. Like, um, just you know, sometimes you just want to be held because it's like such a hard process. But at the end of the yeah. day, like, I also look at it as I could be doing this for me and my future husband as well. Yeah. And I just haven't yeah. met yet. Um, so he better appreciate it. I'll tell you uh. that. But, um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but literally like, uh, it, I'm not, I would be lying if I said it wasn't hard. Uh, but mm -hmm. it's just a hard process period, whether you have a partner or not, too. Yeah. So. And so is it so is it just uh, for right now, kick back, kind of enjoy the weekend and then get back to uh, that process on on Monday? Do you have like a little break in the action or what's going oh, on? Oh, no, it's every day. Every day. It's every day. I have an appointment. Yeah, I have an appointment tomorrow. Um, it's tomorrow morning. At, I'm not going to what time when people show the clinic. But. Um, but I have literally like, you have to do the shots every single day at a certain time. Um, and then you have appointments every four days until you do the egg retrieval. Wow. That's, yeah. that's, 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 that's really in.
incredible. You make sure you keep us posted on this on this journey because this is very interesting. Very interesting. And we also want to open. Um, are you open to questions? We since could we have some uh some of our listeners send in emails and because there's yeah. probably somebody going through it right now that kind of lo- that would love this insight. You know what I mean? I'm open to questions. Um, I am not afraid of answering any question. Trust me. Um, also, I'm sharing this on my social media as well. Um, maybe we can do something on um, One Against the Grain uh, social. We can talk about that. But um, Absolutely. I did a live with my actual fertility doctor mm-hmm. that is on IGTV. So we just talked about the process and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you can DM me like anything. Like I'm here to answer questions. I think it's really, really important for us to talk about this. And, and first, but what what are some of the main reasons somebody would uh, just in case there's someone at 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 home and they're like not knowing if their situation kind of fits uh, uh, that? But what are some of the uh, reasons that you've heard for someone to go ahead and and, and want to go ahead and freeze their eggs? Well, actually, what I would suggest to every woman is to go into that first appointment. You don't have to get the egg freezing, but they check your fertility health. So they do an ultrasound and they check to see if you have any fibroids, um, how your ovaries are looking, how your uterus is looking. Like you're, They just assess everything. They give you a blood test um, to you know, just see how your fertility health is. And I think that appointment, just that one appointment is so important. So if you have any... Mm-hmm questions at all about like what you want to do or if you should do anything, I think going to that appointment is so like necessary because it gives you kind of like a blueprint of what your body, you know, how your fertility is. So Mm -hmm. knowledge is power. Once you know about that, then you can move forward and like, well, maybe I should freeze my eggs. Maybe I should just start you know, maybe I should start having a baby right now because I know I'm not going to be able to, or maybe I have to get these fibroids removed. Uh, That first appointment tells you so much. And I think when I was going back to insurance and talking about insurance, that appointment should be covered period, no matter what, because it tells a woman so much about herself. Like that was the hardest appointment for me. I cried before I walked into that appointment because the unknowns of like, well, maybe, maybe I'll have to have a hysterectomy. Maybe like my body isn't working correctly, you know, just not knowing, um, that was hard for me. And so I think doing that first appointment, um, checking your fertility health, that will give you so many answers as to what you want to do and where you want to go with it. And so not, and so not waiting, so not waiting until you're ready to, have kids to find out your fertility health is important. Yes, it it really is because it will also like, for example, if I had gone in at 30 and found out, oh my gosh, your eggs are already decreasing rapidly. I would have done the egg freezing then, if that makes sense. Like by the grace of God, I'm able to do this right now. And I still have chance, a chance, but If I had gone in and got that intel or that those, you know, knowing about my fertility health, it would have helped me map out those next 10 years or whatever. So I, I would encourage I, I, any woman to go in and just check out their fertility health to see where it's and at. And, and, and guys too, right? Because they're, they're, they're like, it, 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 you, there's a lot of guys who can't actually 
Um, the sperm's not working. What's the, I don't know what the medical term for that <laughs> is either. Well, they may well, have they, a low count. Yeah, there, there's there's a bikes? lot of different things. Yeah. Well, <laughs> that that has been a term that has been used. Yes. <laughs> It's so, it's so, 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 so guys, get, you know, get that checked out, you know, early too. fine. And, and so are there things that, uh, routine things that you can do, uh, on a day to day basis, even if you're not even thinking about having kids, but things that protect, is there things that you can eat? Is it, is it dietary, uh, like things to kind of protect and, 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 and maintain your fertility health um, for men and women, or is it just what it just got whatever God got in mind? Well, there are certain things and you can look these up online, you know, certain Mm -hmm. vitamins and stuff that people say help. And Mm -hmm. for me, and, but there's no like scientific, like, yes, this is going to help your fertility health, but people say they do. And I, and I think if it's healthy for your body and it's something good to take, take it, you know, like if if you want, if you want to do that. Um, But I think in general, just being healthy and again, going to that appointment and, and doing those things, that is what's going to be best for your fertility health is, is just right. knowing and just maintaining your body in general. Um, when you're healthy, everything else is going to, um, I'm not going to say be healthy because there are things within your body that just happen yeah. Um, yeah. through conditions and stuff. But I think even it'll help your, your mental when you're going through this process or whatever to be healthy. Like yeah. I'm still trying to make, for example, I'm trying to make myself work out every single day. Um, and just eat better because even as being a mom, um, at a, at a more like, you know, at 43 or whatever the case may be, whenever I become a mom, um, I just want to be healthy for my child, well, you know? So I just think yeah. taking care of yourself in general is, is where it's at. Uh, it's, it's, it's funny how some of the most irresponsible, uh, people can, will just have 30 kids and just, <laughs> just be, be super fertile and could give and give birth back to back and then some of the uh the the, the most fit uh for parenting people uh, end up end up struggling that's in that in that arena it's crazy how that works sometimes yeah it it is. i mean it is um but for me and my journey i know that it's going to unfold exactly the way that it should be so for sure i'm for excited sure. to see what happens and, but it is a lot it's for a sure lot. and keep and, and and please keep us posted through this journey we, we do want to um, we're gonna, we do want to kind of push it on our social media so we can get some input um, from our listeners. And you can send yep. those questions and emails to Alicia J. Uh, go ahead. Shout out. Give them your Instagram so I just, so you get it exact. Yes. So it's at tall swag. Because for those of you who don't know, I'm six, six. You can't tell when I'm sitting down here on this pod. But they, uh, they can tell. They can tell. I think. but it's um tall swag so um it's that across all social channels but i'm most active on instagram so definitely hit me on there and i will answer as to the best of my ability Uh, and then you can also hit us on one against the grain yeah um uh instagram page at one against the grain also uh one against the grain at gmail send your emails any questions or brownie underscore billions hit me in my dm and we'll figure it out but we really, if you got any questions, anything you want to know, let's talk, let's talk about, it. let's bring some awareness yeah. to it. Cause I think this is a great story. Um, and, and, and we're going to end on that and we, uh, any support that you need, let us know, keep us posted through the, through the journey. And we're excited to hear. And we hope that you have about 12 rugrats running around real soon. 12. Don't be doing that 12. to me. 12. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs>
six six boys, six boys, six girls. Oh Lord. De- you definitely go out. You definitely bless go me, out. but that's that's a blessing, Lord. That's a big blessing. I don't know if I'm ready for that blessing. That's you definitely, you definitely go have a couple NBA players in there. You know. Oh, right here there. you go I'm, with the I'm NBA. Su- su- oh I'm man. Su- I'm surprised people aren't lining up to buy eggs just for the height. You know what I mean? Because they actually, <laughs> I've I've been many on many occasions saying that they would pay like 20 grand for my eggs. Wow. But wow. I, I can't walk down the street and see Alicia walking towards me. I can't do it. Just I don't know. I'd have to. Th- I don't know. Twenty grand. Hey, I'd have to. I'd- <laughs> you want a dozen? No, how many? <laughs> no. no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. But 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 look, keep 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 us posted, um, and let us know how things are going. And we'll be back with you guys to follow up next week on the next episode. And we'll see. We'll uh, see where Alicia is at on her journey to childbirth. We're gonna follow this very closely. No, we're gonna, we, listen, we're gonna, so, a, we're gonna be we're gonna be in a delivery room too doing a pod. That's ooh, we're we gonna see about that. <laughs> we gonna see about that. That might be too too much sharing. Too much. <laughs> hey, it's one against the gray. We out. See y'all next week. <laughs> All right. See y'all next week. <laughs>